Today is Tuesday the 31st of March 2020, almost three weeks into our confinement to our homes to try to contain the spread of the coronavirus. Three days into Passion Tide, in the fifth week of what feels like the longest Lent ever. It's also the day on which, at least in the Anglican calendar, we commemorate John Donne, poet and priest, who died on this day in the year 1631. So who was John Donne? Well, we know that he was born and bred a Roman Catholic, a great-great-nephew of Thomas More. We also know that in his youth he was a firm sceptic about all religion and frankly a bit of a rake, who after his studies at Oxford and Cambridge was admitted to Lincoln's Inn as a would-be lawyer, but dropped out and went careering round Europe, spending most of his considerable inheritance on women, literature, pastimes and travel. On his return, he went into diplomatic service, only to get himself sacked by marrying his employer's niece, Anne, in secret. Sixteen years of marriage and twelve children later... Dunn's wife, Anne, died in childbirth. But those years with Anne were the making of him. And having become an Anglican, he settled down into a distinguished career at the royal court as a poet and then a priest, and was appointed as Dean of St Paul's, a post he retained until his death. John Dunn's relationship with his God was an intellectual one, with much soul-searching and wrestling. And yet, he had a very visceral relationship with his Lord and Maker. His poem, Batter My Heart, Three-Personed God, translates all of his youthful rakish energy and sexual passions into a poem about his relationship with God. And his hymn, Wilt Thou Forgive, is a testament to a man who fully knew and understood his own inadequacies and how dependent he was on God to love and forgive time and time again. Interestingly for us, particularly in this year, in late 1623, Dunn suffered a nearly fatal illness. Don was used to other people dying. He'd lost his wife and several of his children. Such was the way of the world in those days. But he wasn't used to being ill himself. During his convalescence, he wrote a series of meditations and reflections on each day of his illness. At this time, even the strongest of us is feeling vulnerable perhaps experiencing for ourselves the symptoms of an illness that even our cleverest medics and scientists do not yet understand, perhaps knowing people who have underlying health conditions for whom COVID-19 poses a real existential threat, perhaps even knowing people who've died prematurely as a result of the illness. And so we find ourselves transported back, in emotional terms at least, to the days of John Donne, when sickness and disease were common, when medical science was less advanced. 
we find ourselves experiencing a vulnerability that we did not know was possible. And so I read to you today an excerpt from one of Dunn's meditations, number 17. The meditation begins with a statement in Latin which translates as follows. Now this bell, tolling softly for another, says to me, thou must die. For those who are not familiar with the traditions of Lincoln's Inn, where I now work as a lawyer, the chapel bell, cast in 1615, rang for curfew at nine o'clock each evening. But it was, and still is, also told by ancient custom at midday on the death of a bencher of the inn. If you didn't happen to know who died, you would send your clerk to find out for whom the bell was tolled. So in this meditation, John Donne is referring to a practice that he knew well and that continues to this day. No man is an island entire of itself. Every man is a piece of the continent, a part of the main. If a clod be washed away by the sea, Europe is the less, as well as if a promontory were, as well as if a manner of thy friends or of thine own were. Any man's death diminishes me, because I am involved in mankind, and therefore never send to know for whom the bell tolls, it tolls for thee. Many of us have been bowled over by the way in which, despite our incarceration, we are drawn into community with others. Morning and evening prayer via Zoom, with more people than ever joining in. Evensong online, virtual Eucharists, choir practices online, Gareth Malone's Great British Home Chorus, PE with Joe Wicks, Candles lit at myriad windows for the day of prayer for coronavirus. A huge round of applause for our NHS from homes up and down the country. And a solo voice singing for all of us, you'll never walk alone. Volunteers out shopping for vulnerable people. All manner of factories turning their machinery into manufacturing ventilators and oxygen. Gin factories and distilleries turning out alcohol hand sanitizers, The homeless housed in hotels. The ordinary everywhere has become sacramental. Truly, no man is an island. We are all a part of each other, joined by our common humanity. Joined by our common drive to survive this and every other awful crisis that besets us. And most especially joined in our mortality. The bell that tolls, tolls for each one of us. It tolls the passing hours and days. It tolls for a life that is painfully limited and yet is endlessly expanded within those limits, indeed made completely boundless by our belonging to a greater whole and by our common belonging ultimately in the greater heart of God. 
as we go deeper into these two weeks when we recall Christ's passion, his journey to Jerusalem, his journey to the cross and beyond. Let us remember that he walked that path with us and for us, that our common humanity and our mortality were his also, that the bell that tolls for us tolled for him too, that he felt and still feels the pain that we experience through all of our lives. And let us remember that he triumphed over that pain and that death, so that in him we might all share in his victory. Let us pray. Thou knowest, Lord, the secrets of our hearts. Shut not thy merciful ears unto our prayers, but spare us, Lord most holy, O God most mighty. O holy and most merciful Saviour, thou most worthy Judge eternal, suffer us not at our last hour for any pains of death to fall away from thee. Amen.